Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where I interview some of the best entrepreneurs and retailers and people who deal with retail in a new and exciting podcast format each week. So join me live here, or you can also find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. Let's get going. Today, I'm speaking with Tony Drockton, the chief cheerleader of Hammett Bags based in Los Angeles. He shares how he initially sold his handbags, how he's developed an influencer program, who his customer is, how he had to get a CEO, and what it takes to grow a new retail brand. Join me for one of the most passionate guys I've ever met. Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doc, with Tell Me Something Good About Retail. And today I'm with... Tony Drockton. And Tony and I met at the uh, Oracle... Uh, pre-party. Pre-party, <laughs> where we both just kind of started laughing because he gave me his business card, which I thought was business cards, because I couldn't understand what he was saying about the name of his company. So tell us about your company, and he's... He's talking but, about a bromance that we had, by the way. Totally. I don't know who he was either, but it was about... Five minutes of back and forth, fun, fun, fun. And then he was gone. But so I am Tony Drockton. Because he's from Los Angeles and I'm from New York. And the three hour thing was just like, was just terrible. But he makes these amazing bags. I was just listening to one of his customers tell me how wonderful he is. Uh, They've been, uh, what, 10 years you've been, uh, you were wholesale only. And now you're in 800 locations. So how'd you guys start? What what can you tell me about it? Well, I'm the chief chief cheerleader of Hammett. For uh, uh, Southern California, fast-growing women's handbag accessory line. Okay. And, uh, you know, had a lot of fun today. I think you heard us talk about physical meets dig- digital. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. What else can I th- I'm, so I'm nervous, you man. Uh, you're, in Las, you're, you're in Las Vegas. You're a Los Angeles brand. You started at the beach. Right. You have these great events where you go through. And you said you, you're, your uh, customers are, like, passionate about you. And like you kind of poo-pooed social media at first, right? Thank kind you, of wasn't your you. yeah. You know, in, in all honesty, yeah, we, we we had to pick our pick our battles. So ten years ago, my battle was to just get partners to trust us and carry the brand. I went wholesale when everyone was starting online, and it took about five or six years to get some traction with enough boutiques and specialties carrying our line, following our business model, uh, carrying the culture and everything that I wanted them to uh, to know about us to that customer. Building relationships. So, one how did you time. find that retailer that that fits into that? Literally one at a time in the beginning. I walked in. Myself. Wait a minute. How many accounts are you in right now? Eight hundred. But you know, it's a tipping point, right? Bob? But people don't don't appreciate the shoe leather anymore. No. Right. It, it, they, that you have it, to just go out and go out and see them. Yeah. You know, you think that it doesn't work, but it does. Uh, you know, uh, it's pick up the phone, make a call, nice. stop in, say hello, stop in again, see how it's going. Simple things like that. And then once I was able to get some people to believe in me and join me on the team, they took over some of those hats. And here we are today, uh, you know, 10 years later, 10-year anniversary, 800 stores carrying us. Uh, What you don't know is the business model. So the business model we really follow, Bob, is we took that European model, that long-term focus on brand equity, and we brought that over here for an American handbag brand. And we really are focused on being the next great American handbag brand that follows that European model of price integrity, one price, everyone pays it. Brand well, hold integrity. on one sec. That means it's the same whether I'm getting it online or in a store, that's it. Yeah. So it's what if I'm with Jane's, I don't know, handbag world and I'm carrying Hammett yeah. and you find out I'm like 
30% off every day or something. Well, luckily in America, you can legally enforce what's called minimum advertised pricing. Every retailer that is in And that's it. That, the if she doesn't, the doesn't do it, you don't have to sell pull, them anymore. pull it out. Yeah, it's okay. So you really support your dealers then? Yeah, and that, because, because of the people that, that, that partner with us, I can give them a lot of support. Imagine a $500 to $700 uh, you know, all-leather, great craftsmanship handbag that actually sells for $500, $700. My retail partners love it. My customers love it even more. You know why? After they've decided to carry our brand, six months later, a year later, our core products are still sitting in the same store they carried it at the same value that they saw it. So, so it's not in and out, got to get something else in, yeah. it's classic. We have a fashion portion of our collection now because we're large enough. Yeah. And uh, we've actually moved from two collections a year to four a year. This year we have six and we've layered on every two weeks a quick drop following the you know athletic footwear industry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what we're doing every two weeks, we drop a color, we drop a new design, we drop something exciting, either a collaboration or something ourselves, which keeps it even more fresh. And you're reaching it through email, you're reaching it through social media, what are you doing with it? Everything. So, uh, you know, we have a, a really, you know, well-segmented email list, high quality. Our social media right now is fairly robust, primarily Instagram, Facebook. Um, we have influencers all over the country, about 200 strong, almost every state. We throw a lot of events. We talked about yeah. experiential retail. Your target uh, girl, she's you know, woman. You know, I found that I can describe her more by who she is in personality than age and demographics. Okay. She is, a, I mean, she feels Is she like, like you? Yeah. Well, she's part, outgoing? She's, she's she confident? Like, yeah. she's, Either she's outgoing and confident uh, physically the way you see her or inside. She definitely wants to be married. She probably wants children. She wants to be successful, whether she is now or, or, or was. She really cares about her community. And she loves when somebody recognizes that she made a great choice or she did something really good. So by wearing a hammock, she's in the club. We'd like to say almost the cult. It's like she knows something that other people don't know, which is that she made a decision to buy not the obvious choice, the brand that not everyone else was carrying when she purchased it, but suddenly she sees more and more because other people are finding out about it and they're finding about it from her. And it's not her age. All She's age. older, young, doesn't matter. We like to say we're multi-generational. Um, I do a lot of trunk shows, a lot of appearances. We do a, I'm, I'm, I try to be out where my ultimate customer client is. And I found we've got moms, we've got daughters. Sometimes we have daughters, moms, and we have some granddaughters. That's amazing. That's Can I amazing. do a plug? Hit it. We are the brand that's not for a reason, not for a season, but for a lifetime. And if you call now. <laughs> You get those Ginsu knives. Right, right, right. And wait, but there's wait, more. There's a coupon <laughs> for four cents off a subway. But think about it. What's the hottest category in apparel, in footwear, in handbags? Vintage. Absolutely. Vintage is on fire. Why is vintage on fire? It seems more authentic. Back when stuff was made well. I think it's on fire because they can't find the new brands that are doing what they want them to do. They can't find a brand that they've really embraced and love right now that's currently on the shelf that's unique enough for them to carry every day. It's a new club, and the club is, I'm carrying something that has a heritage, that has a story, that's been around for not just my generation, maybe my mom's and grandmother's, and I feel good about it. And you know what? We sit right next to Vintage and our top partners all over the country, and I hope one day to be in that conversation. That's what I say. Just a part of it. And by the way, you got to spell the name of your uh, business. <laughs> Hammett. H-A-M-M-I-T-T. So what's the greatest challenge you think you ran into in the last uh, three years? Because you're very f- customer-focused. 
You really customer focused. So what, just what, what's like the greatest challenge in how you solved it? The or great, trying to solve it? The greatest challenge in the last three years is my third time starting a company was to realize I took it as far as I could on day to day. And so I brought in a team to help me find a CEO. And I brought in a full-time CEO in December. His name is Andrew Forbes. He was actually the founding CEO of Jimmy Choo. And he was my first mentor. And being an entrepreneur and a person that really likes to control every detail, being able to step back and let him take over all day-to-day duties and make all decisions only with my guidance. For an entrepreneur, it was huge for me. But luckily, I've had a lot of support got a lot of other people that have done it before me that are friends and I have to say it's been three and a half months letting go has allowed me to get back to what I love yeah, creativity getting out cheerleading with the customer cheerleading with the bomb pop. I mean yeah. I've taken away most of the stress that I probably had really piled on because I didn't even want to take it off of me yeah no, I think that's really important for everybody listening because that's what makes retail really great is you have this vision and then sometimes we can't let go. I thought uh, yesterday we were listening to uh, Zoe... Um, uh, Rachel Zell. Rachel Zell, sorry. Rachel Zell. She was... She Got that. Was... And uh, one of the things that she thought was most important was she learned she had to be at the idea uh, part first because too many ideas came to her at the end where there's nothing she could do about it and she couldn't influence it. And I thought, that's how you lose a brand. Oh, I, I can't that do point. that. I can't, I can't change it, we've gotta run with it. Yeah. Or worse, we can't run with it. Right. But dude, we've worked six months on this project. Right. If we don't have this, we have nothing for holiday. Well, I don't care, we're stopping it. Right. So entrepreneurs hate that moment, and then you start blaming everybody instead of, I'm in the wrong place right, right now. And she, I think if I follow on, remember, she said she brought in a team so she can get back to that point where she can that's get involved what, in the that's beginning. That's what you said? Yeah. yeah, that was a good comeback. I forgot that. Because that's what you've done. Uh, I'm back to that. I'm back. Where right and you're now, liking I'm, it better. Uh, I'm in the place where I love to be. I, loved, I, I love to be in front of our clients one-on-one and hear their story. And you trust, uh, that, and you trust him. I think that's, yeah. that's kind of it. So if, if you were telling a friend, so you've got this friend. Uh, I love this question. So you've got this friend who's going to go into some kind of a retail business. So it's, it's, they're knowing they're going to open a brick-and-mortar business. Got it? Yeah. That's where they're going. Got it. So you're explaining to them over Starbucks. Yeah. That's, you're trying to be supportive. Yeah. What would you tell somebody right now? What, what should they do? Well, I would say find the new, the new wave of successful retail and spend some time. Even go to work in them. Work at a Starbucks for a day. Spend a whole afternoon in a Bonobos. See if you can ask Warby Parker if you can do an internship. Do anything but to learn. For, but she's 45. Is she? That's fine. Hey, you know what? Okay. Learn from the successful ones. By the way, it's free. And you might even get paid for it. Right. And then once you feel like you got it, or at least enough of it, and hopefully you have the financial backing, yeah. and you've got the, what I say, the hooch pop. You're an entrepreneur. You're willing to roll the dice. You will be successful. See, there is really no new retail. No. You know what it is? It's retail refresh, I call it. Yeah. It's retail refresh. The same principles that brought Sears to the top of its game and then the Walmarts of the world and now the Amazons are the same. What was Connecting it? with customers, I think. Connect with your customers and, and give them what they want at that time. But if you get in that new, uh, the new successful retailers, you realize... Oh, that's how mobile fits into this. Yeah. Oh, that's, you're no. not learning it, right? And by, God forbid, you're not the one trying to, just for our listeners, you're not the one trying to learn how to do this no, stuff. No, no. You just no. want to see how the whole fishbowl works. No. And then you're like, okay, so this is what it's going to take. Versus, you know, I've always wanted to open my own handbag store. I right. think it'll be a lot of fun. Right. And I got some money to play for it. Yeah. 
Because those people, you're like, yeah, that's just throwing your money away. Talk to the chef that opened his first restaurant. Find out when that went. He loved to cook, but he forgot. Running a restaurant, only a portion of it is about the great food. Yeah, yeah. Got it? The rest is Ser- managing servers, people. Do it managing bad. finances. Managing legal. Cost of goods, human, right? Cost of goods. Physical. Yeah. Legal. So there's a whole picture. So if you're going to open a retail business and you don't understand all of those, take some time to at least nice. get your feet wet. And once you feel comfortable in a couple of the areas, hire the other ones, as Rachel Zoe said, and get in there and then go as fast as you can. Never take your eye off that customer. That might even be if you're struggling, go and take a job in one of those places and learn someone that's not struggling and suddenly go like, oh, that's why I'm missing it. Uh, by the way, six months into uh, launching Hammett, I figured out I needed to learn this industry because I'm not from it. I actually went to work for a woman, Angelique, that I've known forever for eight months as a free intern while I was still building Hammett. So I'm actually doing what I said. Perfect. And it was the greatest choice ever made. I learned everything about showrooming and right, sales right. and production and every. And then once I felt like I got it, I came back and I pushed even harder. Nice, nice. And uh, what's the best advice you ever received? <laughs> well, the best. Besides ad- being on this podcast, yeah, that's all right. I'm saying. What else? The best advice I've ever received over the 10 years in this business is all of the bad advice. Let me tell you why. Because every time I've received, this is the way it's done, or it'll be okay, or that's how you do it. And if I be specific, make it cheaper. You gotta fit into this price point. You don't need to be that high of quality. Nobody's gonna understand your brand. That was all given to me, and every time I just said into my gut, how does that feel if I were the customer of my brand? And when it didn't feel right, when it didn't feel like that would resonate with somebody if they were in the room, I just that was great, bad advice. Thank you. I'll know not to do that. So how'd you grow a spine like that, though? Oh, man. That's... Lots of mistakes in the other companies. Yeah, we all have done that. You know, you know gotcha. shortcuts are exactly what they are. They're that's a true. shortcut. So you know what they say? Don't do anything that you wouldn't, your mom, wouldn't want your mom to see you doing. Right? That's kind of a saying. If you, if you really could feel oh, good about know. it, yeah, you gotcha, know. Gotcha. So I'm not perfect either, but I can tell you, I've tried to use that as my guidepost for decisions. And it seems like it's resonating. You just met someone that I don't yeah, even know that yeah. walked up and said, I love. I, you know, I someone can... actually stopped him right in the middle. It's like, <laughs> I really love your bags. And I was like, oh, yeah. so why don't you get somebody else's? And she was on it. I, this is why I do it. And she's not from Los Angeles. Bob, while I'm here, it's been amazing. People, I, it, and you know, I, I don't know how they know. It, it's, well, it's, it's, this it's guy is <laughs> standing <laughs> here in, a, in this beautiful blue, uh, I don't know, brocade. Um, I don't know what they call that material, but it's like a, a, an amazing piece, which, frankly, I would, I would yeah. love to wear myself. So he's confident about <laughs> who he is, but also um, you just don't have this negative vibe. I imagine okay. you don't hire people like that either. <laughs> My, yes, we only hire nice people. It's true. Um, <laughs> we used to have a saying in the company, no assholes. What we mean by that is we can't be one. We don't hire them. We don't partner with them. We don't let them make our product, distribute our product, sell our product, and God forbid we let them buy it. Because you know those really complaining, whiny, those people that just never give up? um, They're the only ones that are not allowed to really take advantage of my lifetime warranty, which is a no question asked lifetime. But I can promise you, if you're listening to this, please be nice. Because if you're not nice when when, when when one of the few Hammets don't deliver, We're, we're just, we really don't want you. That's a great point. Because 
Because people think that like I'm going to beat up on my vendor. Oh my God, and, no. And that's going to be the greatest thing because no. that's smart because right. I had a trade group that said, no. you really have to do that. You're like, We're talking why would you do that? We're why? Ta- when I say no assholes, I'm talking to myself in the mirror right now. Mm. There's times I want to just like, wow. Yeah. Even sometimes just simply when I have a, a person having a bad day. Maybe they're ringing me up somewhere. Maybe I'm getting a coffee. I've now turned it around and I call my, you know, I, found, I met a guy who called himself the, 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 the day maker. And his whole job was to make, make people's day. Bring them out so of I'm place. the moment maker. My job is just take a second. <sighs> Once in a while, I'll be like, hey, maybe the people before got you there. What can I do to make your day way better? Because I got time to do that. And That's an incredibly half, elevated way to think, man. Half the time, they'll go, you just did. Nice. And half the time, they don't. And I'm like, hey, I gave it a shot, man. I got 50-50. <laughs> World's better. Okay. By the way, I feel better doing it that way than the old Tony, which was like, this person just crushed me. I just... And you know, why let that... And I have person... to get even with you yeah. by why... equip or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why carry that person with you all day? Yeah. What I do, at least I'm able to move on from it. Yeah. You know? And with employees, you can't. So don't hire them. <laughs> and with vendors, you can't. I love that. So what would you, so I want to make sure that I am, <laughs> am being really, uh, this, uh, it's been really nice. Tony has been very generous with his time ah, today on, and chatting awesome. with me here on, <laughs> and the name of the podcast again is tell me something good about retail. So why are you so bullish on retail? I mean, I, I mean, I, my dad owned a little grocery store. I was raised in it. Whereabouts so in Los Angeles? Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. And, uh, and you know, and my dad was, I mean, he was my hero, um, Honestly, our relationship from beginning to he just passed was never a, nothing but a kind word. He ran a store based on these principles, which were, it's all about the customer. You know, back then his technology was a piece of a book with paper next to it. And if you were ringing people up and they asked for something, you wrote it in the book. And if they and you complained, respond. you wrote it in the book. No, and then he would review it. If enough people asked for something, he would order and get it in. He cashed people's checks for free. He had us walk people home with their groceries. His whole philosophy was, was give them what they want, treat them well, and they'll keep coming back. And it might have been a convenient food mart. It might have been three 7-Elevens in size. But as a kid, it was huge. It gave me all the basic principles of, of any successful retail business. And why do I love retail? Because it's where I learned how to be chief cheerleader. I learned that while six people are in line, the first one's angry, the second one's in a hurry, the third one is really slow, it takes forever to do things, mm. while two behind them are waiting anxiously. And you had to just adjust and enjoy. And it, it was the greatest gift. I also learned you're always cleaning while you're working, you're stocking, you're running around. You're day goes your, quick that way. Oh my gosh, your days flies by if you're constantly moving. If you decide to go in retail, I promise you, you'll never ever look at the clock. Yeah. And if you're looking at the clock, you're not made you don't for retail. Shop, right? <laughs> you don't right. understand retail. Yeah, my pet peeve is I walk into a, as you know, uh, listening to this, I walk into a retail store and there's the owner, somebody sitting behind the counter. Uh, a with, stool. With, with, a stool's oh, my favorite. God. I would have a bed of nails underneath that. <laughs> no. But even in the fanciest malls here, I was no. checking them out the other night. Fanciest brands you can imagine and the girls there watching, obviously a Facebook video with her head down. Oh. I'm thinking, do you realize what that feels like as a shopper to walk in? Now let's turn interrupt around. you. What's the best experience in retail? Can I ask you? Me? Yeah, when you walk in and you go, you go, God, that person was awesome. Dude, or that these jeans awesome. I bought in San Francisco, these jeans, uh, as my uh, listeners know, this was a thousand bucks. And the woman, Woo-hoo! yeah, I'm serious. And 
I'm in touching, fact, I'm almost t- everything I'm, I have on is because because the salesperson. All right, stop it. I'm, and, uh, <laughs> I'm touching his jeans. <laughs> and she met me in the in the elevator, and I just walked in this. Uh, Haberdashery, and she's like, "Oh, is this right in this store?" And I said, "Yeah." And we just chat on the way up, and then we got out of the elevator on the seventh floor. She goes, "Oh, may I take you show you around?" And I said, "Well, sure." And she showed me these jeans, and I saw the price point. I was like, "Yeah, I'm never trying this on." Right. She's like, "Oh no, you're gonna try these on?" I was like, "No, I'm not." She goes, "You know, a lot of guys um, probably like one size up. They're a little too trim fit." And I go, "Yeah, I'm never gonna try." She goes, "Well, then you're just gonna try them on for the hell of it for me, right?" And to make a long story short, it was the best conversation. And I made a, I made a, if any of you retailers are listening to me, I made a decision long ago. If you're selling me the way that I teach people how to engage another human being, then you, you get the deal. So that doesn't matter if it's jewelry, if it's art, whatever it's going to be. If you keep up the conversation with me and you help me do what I want to do, which is, this sounds crazy. Why would I do that? And uh, and I did, and it's terrible. That I don't even remember the name of the brand, which That's is on the right. back. But, but you love cool. them. I love them, and I feel special when I wear them. Which is the same yeah. way you feel with your jacket. Which is the same way with your woman feels like she's confident inside, but she made the choice. Whether yes. someone else knows it or not, she like I yes. want to be successful, and this is my vote. This handbag is my vote that I'm going to be successful, or I am successful, or this is what matters to me. So I totally get you, dude. Whoever listens to you, I got, I got Bob. Just at that's least two of us. how you do it. Like what he just said, it's not how much you pay for something; got it's you. how much it makes you feel, how great inside, it's and how so. much you carry the energy of the moment you made the decision. And then what reinforces it with someone else walks up and goes, "Bob, are amazing. those? Exactly. Oh my gosh! Right. I met that girl. Yes. How amazing exactly. is she? She's been there, by the way, for forty years. That's my in that one holy place. grail." Yeah. If someone talks that way about one of my team members, by the way, I'm, I glow. You did it. And I hear it all the time. Right. It's like, I, hear I get it. to work with like, them. Megan, Chris, they're amazing. I just have to share this with you. And I'm just like, well, tell me. And then it, 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 uh, that's the whole thing. Instead of, yeah, we know that. Right. No, no. Right? Like, I want to hear that story. Yes. Please. I want to know exactly yeah. why it was special. Please for you. tell me all the details. You know, those are those moments that, that you cherish as the owner of a brand. I think if you can cherish them as an employee of a company, you're ready to own a brand or a company. That's what I think. You're you, ready to you can build a brand. If that you person. embrace it as an employee, if you're, if I ever get confused, if I ever say to a small business uh, in a business, I'll be like, God, you're the owner, Bob, and they go, No, actually, I, yeah, that's I, my favorite thing to do. I always go, You're gonna be one day. Yeah, you're go- you get it. I love you that. tricked me. Not a lot of people can pull that off. You're an owner. You just don't know yet. And, and that's a lot of it, too. They don't know either. Yeah. Right? They're working in retail. They don't have any aspirations to do anything other than ah. I want to serve people. I want to help people. I, I know how to dress. I know how to yeah. accessorize. It's like help people. And you're like, but have you ever thought of the next level? See, that's why, just to wrap this up, that you're taking your brand in whole ways you didn't even think of two years yeah. ago. Because you're cool. thinking, like, well, what else could we do? We were just, on a, we were just listening to a panel where... Um, <laughs> Outdoor voices. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, the guy cool. comes up with this AR app that his catalog is on the trail as you walk, and you're able to see it first if you go on a walk with them at their select stores. And so 50 to 100 people show up, and they walk through and they start ordering it. And now people are like asking, "Can you turn onto my trail?" Right. Even though I don't live anywhere by you. Well, you know that's all great, but if you're not like Tony, <laughs> if you haven't like put that foundation work in, if you haven't work. gone through and said, "This is who I am. Yep. This is who I am. This is who my customer is." I'm not going to cheapen my brand because that cheapens the way I think of me and the way I think about what we're doing in the world. That's not me. If you don't have that um, North Star, the way I think of it, 
then damn it, you're going to do everything. And you're going to follow all the bad things. And then you know what you're going to do is you're going to blame everyone else that it's, oh, it's the wrong time or, uh, uh, you know, it's online this or online. You could play in a lot of different ways if you're just willing to open your heart to another human being. So I think, the, I think the things that, I mean, tell me something great about retail is meeting guys like t- Tony and actually understand that feel it, love it, Hammett, that that's not just a slogan. He's actually got that on the back of his iPhone. And uh, and again, anything else you want to leave our thoughts with? Where should they visit you uh, on Facebook? Or you got to visit him on Facebook because he's got his live videos, which are awesome. Yeah, Facebook, uh, Hammett, Hammett, Los Angeles. Uh, Instagram, Hammett, LA. Uh, I'm Style Profit, S T Y L E P R O F I T. Are you really? I'm Retail Doctor, Style Profit. <laughs> I love that. We have to have our little monikers. That's it. East meets West. I like that. Doctor's profits. I like <laughs> that. You know, I'll leave it with, with this thought. Everything that he just said resonated with me. If it resonates with you, you're ready to jump into retail. That's it. That's perfect. That's great. This is Bob Fibbs, the retail doctor, and Tony Drockton, style profit. Love that. So turn into another edition and tell your friends because you know what? There's a lot of bad stuff we're listening about retail, about business, uh, about it sucks good. to be us. Tell me something good about retail. I'll oh, see yeah. you next time. Thanks so much. Woo-hoo! Tune in next podcast when I interview Deanna Renda, the founder of Naples Soap Company, to talk about how she started from humble beginnings as a nurse trying to solve her child's skincare problem building her network of 11 stores throughout Florida, and how she called her real estate agent the day after Hurricane hit all of her stores. You won't want to miss it. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Please share the love and tell your friends to subscribe as I engage retailers to share their tips for growing your retail business. Find out more about me at RetailDoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. While you're there, you can find a transcript of this podcast. You can send an email to me at Bob at RetailDoc.com to tell me what you thought of this episode. And or you can leave a comment and share your experience right here as it relates to what we were talking about today. Again, I hope you'll tune in for another episode and good selling.